Welcome to the Habits and Hustle Podcast, a podcast that uncovers the rituals, unspoken habits, and mindsets of extraordinary people. A podcast powered by Habit Nest. Now here's your host, Jennifer Cohen. I'm really excited to have you on the podcast for like lots of reasons, but primarily because, I mean, you're a woman who is uh, the best in its field. Like, it's like you are a real badass. I mean, people always use that term very loosely, but like, I feel like you are like the real thing. You're, you're like genuinely it. Like you are the best. I mean, truthfully, you're the best beach volleyball player of all time. I mean, there's no one who's come, who comes close to you. Well, really. well that's definitely arguable, arguable, Jennifer, but I feel like if I live, when I live the rest of my career, competitive career out the way I plan to, then it'll be non-arguable. Like I will be what you just said. And I'm not chasing that, but I'm chasing that, which will make me that, you know, which is the dominance, which is the wins, um, which is living the journey in a powerful way, you know, but I, yeah, I want to be everything you just said every day of my life. I mean, and how, is that just something innate in you or is it something that's kind of happened over time? Were you like a little girl, just always that ambitious, that driven, that had that, like, that, like that desire to be the best, to succeed like that. You know, I just, I feel like I've been blessed with a lot, like internally, like, you know, I'm tall, I, I, I got a good brain, I'm a good learner, I have great genes, I mean, so many flaws, but I feel like I have all of the tools to become the best I can be. And the dirty little secret when I say that, cause that's my goal is to be the best I can be. But the dirty little secret when I say that is that I believe if I am that, I can be the best in the world, the best the world has ever seen, you know? And I feel like growing up, my parents just reinforced care, you have what it takes takes. Like you have to now be willing to do what it takes, you know? And there was no excuses in my household. Um, you know, we were kind of, it was like, speak softly, but carry a big stick, you know, so afraid to disappoint, you know, and yeah, yeah, yeah. I committed to something. I had to do it right. And not that I did all the time, but that was like the undercurrent of my life. And so my whole life as an athlete and as just a, a human, like I just wanted to be good, good at what I'm doing, wherever I'm at, I want to, you know, take up space and feel comfortable. And that drives me to work really hard and to, you know, strive for big things. So whenever, like when, when I talk to people like at your caliber, right. And I, cause I'm fascinated by people to you and people like you who are, who have become the best in their field. I always ask them is how much do you think is technique versus innate talent? I mean, I, I might be the wrong person to ask because you know, okay. You're the best I, person to ask. What well, do you mean? You're the best person to ask. I don't know, because I'm biased. I only have what I have yeah. to work with because my technique is flawed, but I work to refine it every day. But if you talk to a lot of the best coaches in the world, they they like athletes who have a great attitude, who are curious about their potential, and who are athletes. Because you can train the craft. You know what I'm right. saying? If you don't have all the athletic kind of great things on paper, then you have to be a ninja and perfect in your technique. You know, I feel like I have great technique and I, I want to keep refining that. And I have all these other things, um, you know, like on paper, I'm tall, I'm fast, I'm agile, all these things. And then I have the heart and I have the hustle and I have the grit and everything that you cannot stat. I feel like I have that 
you know, off the charts. And I say that very humbly because I, I want to keep growing in that, but I'm, I'm built with that. And I think it's a product of my nature. I think, you know, I think it's product of my DNA. If you met my parents, you would know why I am the way I am. And then my upbringing growing up, you know, it's just, there was nothing that was impossible. And I had the best role models in my life that showed me what hard work, work looked like, what showed me literally what getting punched in the face, getting your heart broken and coming back for more looks like because you believe. And, right. you know, so I, I just, I feel like it was just a perfect storm for me. Um, and I'm so, I'm so grateful, you know, I'm just keep going because there's better in me and I'm so curious about that. And I haven't done it like to the best of my ability yet, like walking the path to greatness, you know? I mean, I want to get into that in a second because I've, I've heard you on other people's podcasts and I've, I've heard you, I've heard other interviews with you, which I, you say some things that I was fascinated by, like how you're still, you're still learning and you're deconstructing what you're doing at this stage of your career to me is unbelievable, right? Because how much more can you possibly do? But I guess my, I, my, my before I even get into that, were you, I always feel like how people do one thing in life is how they usually do everything in life. So were you good at a lot of things? And like you, because you had the, the physicality to be great at beach volleyball, like you were saying, you and also the agility, all that, mm -hmm. you just picked that or like, how, what was that? Were you? I don't know. I, I, well, okay. I think I'm pretty competent. I'm a competent yeah. human, you know? That's a good um, word. Yeah. But yeah, which room for improvement and I'm definitely not the best, but I can handle myself in life. I feel like my mental framework and just my temperament, like just, I, it suits me in my sport and in, in the competitive world. You know, I, volleyball, I fell in love with volleyball, like more than anything else in my life. And if I love something, I will do anything. Mm. You know, I just, I endure, like I've been watching the Michael Jordan, um, the Bulls. Last dance. Unbelievable. Yeah. And Amazing. It's so rad, man. And yeah. one of the pre-interviews he talked about, he says, I had to endure the success. And he said this about when he was in college. And I'm just like, man, that's, it's such an interesting putting of words together, mm -hmm. endure success. But it's so true because it's like, once you get there, you want more. And you had to endure so much to get there and then to stay there. It's gnarly. You yeah. know? And so I just, I don't know. I want what I want. <laughs> I love what I love. And it just fuels me, you know? That's amazing that you just mentioned uh, Last Dance because it's the it's the highest rated, most watched documentary of all time, right? And yeah. the question was, was like, what, like, why are people still so fascinated by Michael Jordan, right? Because you know, I love him too, and and the truth is, like, it's a great question because I I am, you know, yeah. like I was watching it, and it's because he like represented such excellence that you don't see often, right? Like, it's not, yeah. it's like just like you know, here's the excellence and the best. And then he's just a little bit even above that, you know, and, <laughs> and, and a little, I was going to say, right. But it's like, he would say all the time um, that, you know, his work ethic, right. He, right. he wanted to be better. Like it wouldn't be okay. Like he, he, it's, it's something that either you have, I don't really feel that you can, you can manufacture that. You can practice, you can manufacture practice technique and little things, but that's a fire. Right. Like, yeah, you, you can't just manufacture that. No, I don't think you million can. Coaches, no, because right? it's not, it's like, it's beyond confidence too. And it's beyond right. technique and it's his essence and whatever fuels that part of him that transcends everything. Like last night after the last dance, they had 
like a current day commentator, I think Scott Van Pelt, the yeah. bad guy, ESPN, he's hilarious. And he was, he was calling the game like it was happening live. And it was just so timeless. Like I, yeah. and I can see Pippen being timeless as well, but Jordan is timeless and he just transcends because he's just, man, it's just, it's impossible to put into words what he is. And I love him even more now. Like, I feel like for one of the first times he's had to defend himself or now he's just a little bit like, maybe I was too much um, or the world saying that about him. And it's like, no, no, you cannot, like you're human. That's what makes me love you even more because you did suffer. And now we're seeing how you bled and how you made other people bleed to be great. And that's okay. You know, you're not supposed to be perfect as you're doing these things. So yeah, man, I, I wish I could put into words what Jordan is to me and to the world. Um, right. And I, but the fact that he's fallible and human makes him perfect to me. You know? I agree. because Exactly. I, I couldn't agree more. Who, who else do you look at like as role models or examples of where you want to strive to be like? Is there anybody that... Oh, I mean, everybody. Like anyone walking down the street, I like look for, oh, <laughs> those things yeah. that hit my heart. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just that I've been encouraged to do that in my life. My my performance psychologist, Mike Gervais, who's incredible. He has a podcast Who's called Find Michael Gervais. Okay, he's rad. He has a podcast called Finding Mastery, and he encouraged he's encouraged me so much. Look for three awesome things every day, you know. And it's just like you you look you find what you look for, you know. So um, I have so many people who I who I love and adore and who I'm inspired by. Um, there's levels to that, you know. But it's like everyone who I love and adore. I don't know if I'm like a fair weather friend, but I like the excellence. Like I like the people on top of the mountain, maybe because I resonate because I, I can understand a little bit of what it took to get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, like Gabrielle Reese, I love her. Laird Hamilton, her husband. I love yeah, them. I love them. As yeah. a couple, and I know they've been through it and they have an amazing relationship, but I love knowing, I don't love knowing the pain. I just love knowing that they fought for it. Same thing with Jordan. Um, there's a man, Jordan Peterson, who's a clinical yes. psychologist. I love him. And he's going I through love it right him. Now. You know, it's just the people who, who have gone through it and keep going is, which is, it's all of our duties, you know, we all do it in our own way. And some people kind of excel through the drama and the stress and the strain. Um, and some people just kind of sit in it, but the people mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm really inspired by are the people who like, like own the situation. They take responsibility for whatever situation they're in, like this COVID situation, like they're owning it and therefore they're thriving through it more. And, and I'm inspired because I'm handling this like crap. I'm like a damn roller coaster because I just want, I don't want my old life back. I, I want freedom. I really relish freedom. Well, also like we didn't even touch. I was going to start with this, but obviously we're going to talk about it now, but you know, the Olympics were canceled. This is going to be what your sixth Olympic. This was yes. going to be your sixth, right? Wow. It will be, God. Yeah. And you train like, like an animal. I can only imagine to get to that yeah. level again. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it gets canceled. I can't, what ha- what does that do to your mental psyche? Right. Because like you, yeah. now you're going to do it. You're going to train still that same level for another year. You know, what's right? so interesting Jennifer, is that whatever I, I'm, I feel like I really work hard to be ready for whatever's in front of me. Right. Like I've, right. whatever's coming, I'm ready for it. Cause I work hard and I want it and I'm just in it. And when this happened, a, it wasn't a surprise, you know, because it's like wow. every day something else was going on and on. And so I was, just, I was subconsciously prepared for it, you know? And then mm-hmm. when it happened, it was like, I could breathe because instead of like the bandaid getting slowly peeled off mm-hmm. and it's like, is this tournament going to happen? Am I going to Australia tomorrow to compete? Like what's happening? Um, they just pulled it off. They made a decision. And once I know what I'm working with, I literally can handle anything. You know, it's always that in between time. And so I was wow, great yeah. to make that decision and then to be 
to be candid personally for myself, my partner and our team, who I believe we can be the best ever, um, like akin to Misty and I back in the day, I really believe that this is only going to service us. You know, we had like a three week sneak peek into what we are going to start our Olympic run with in the final year. And now we can do that better, you know, and now we can do it with more appreciation and more hunger because it's like, we were so primed. Now we get to reset and use this. I haven't had two months off. (laughs) (laughs) I was 10 and I didn't even start, you know? So there is, there is a tool and the usage that can be used for this time. And I'm planning on milking it. So what are you doing? How are you, what are you doing to kind of take advantage of this time? Yeah. Well, you know, I think it's just happening naturally. I mean, I'm, I'm working out, but way less than normal. I can't, you know, they took our, our nets down at the beach. I can't even go on the beach. Right. We have a great home gym. Um, you know, I sneak in and see my trainers one-on-one sessions, you know, at my house. Yeah. So I'm doing what I can do, but how I'm using this is kind of what I just said. Like it's my fire is getting stoked more and more every day and something that i've wanted to like correct about myself when i'm chasing big things is that i get so anal and so tight and so serious and there's a place for that but i don't want to live in that and i live in that too much and so what i'm working to make this time of pause do for me is to just take the pressure off and just to be playful and dominant and like not be so serious you know, because it right. just it like stifles me. Perfection stifles you because there's no such thing. And I just want to like be unleashed. And so I, I believe that's what I'm working toward in this pause, you know? Yeah. Like, do you ever feel burnt? Like, have you ever been burnt out? Like to go at that level for so many years, how does that, that, that doesn't, you've never no, like, I had like, adrenal burnout or mental burnout or my adrenals are shot (laughs) i can imagine i was gonna say how does it not like i would imagine i mean i'm on the treadmill every day and my adrenals are shot you also do this and this and this you know we all we all got our list that we handle Um, and everything's a stress on our body doesn't mean it's a bad yes it's not bad just how we handle it so um yeah i think we could all you know use some adrenal you know boosting right now um wait what was the question because I, I was like, don't you ever feel burnt out? Oh, it, no. It. So prior to prior to okay, so I have been playing the sport since I was ten, right? And right. by the time wow. I was twenty, I got married when I was twenty-seven, and my husband and I like tried right away to have kids. We got pregnant, had a miscarriage, and this was in two thousand and six. And the way it happened was that I couldn't get pregnant again for two years; otherwise, it could be like hazardous for my health and for the babies. And so I had to wait for the next Olympics. Um, and it was only in that time when I, I sincerely needed more in my life than just the focus on me. And I wanted to be a mom, you know, and it was in that period from, oh, two, uh, 2007 to 2008, my job started to feel trivial because, mm-hmm. you know, I just, I, I needed more. And once I had, once we had our children, it's like, okay, I have that perspective. I have that balance I was looking for. And now I can figure out my new normal of balancing both these major loves in my life, you know, but um, it's really, it's interesting being so self-centered, you know, cause I, it's gnarly, it's exhausting. <laughs> it is, exa- I, I would, but first of all, it is, but when you have to like, how do you find, you must be so efficient and you have to have, how do you do it when you're so in, on a pursuit to be excellent and to be the best. And then you have, you have kids you have a husband, you have a other part of a life now, right? You're not like a single girl on your own, right? How do you do like, how are you able there's not there's only so many hours in the day and just on the physical side, God, out, by the way. Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> or you'd be doing 27 hours out of 27 or 30 hours, yeah. right? But like, 
just on the physical side, right? Like you have, how do you have, like, I'm going to get into that. I'm curious, like what your actual day to day is just to be prepared and ready, like on the workouts and, but how do you, how do you balance it? How do you do it all? Well, A, I don't. Um, I have help and I do it messily when I do do it. Um, I'm yeah. an emotional person and my heart's on my sleeve and I'm an open book. And if I feel something, I'm you're probably going to see it on my face or I'm going to speak to it, you know? Um, so it's, You're honest and you're genuine. That's a good thing, you know? To be. I'm also a little bit too emotional. I'm trying to get a handle on my emotions because I am the master of my emotions, although they like to tell me otherwise. Um, <laughs> and so, you know, I just, I, I do it because everything in my life is a choice. And if I choose to do something, it be, it, it's because I was thoughtful about it. You know, like this run to Tokyo, like I had to think about it because it's not just me. Like you just said, I have my children, I have my husband, I have, I have life and my kids are growing up. My husband needs me. So I had to sit down and be thoughtful about it. You know, getting married, I thought about it. Having children, I thought about it. And all these things are a beautiful choice in my life. So I'm not a victim. These are my responsibilities show up everywhere. And so what I do, and you know, I've said this a lot um, in interviews, it's like, I know what my, my priorities are. And I feel like once you know your priorities, then you can, if you're ever feeling wonky, you just go back to those buckets and see what am I not addressing? You know, what am I not paying attention to? I have my family, I have my faith, and I have my career, which is very nuanced. My career could have like that many fingers, but right. those are my buckets, you know? And if I'm feeling overwhelmed or if I'm feeling lonely or if I'm feeling disconnected, I go back and I'm like, what am I not servicing? You know? Um, and I lean on my people. Like my husband and my children are rad. My husband is my coach now, which yeah. is gnarly and amazing i wanted to ask you about that too it's like how are you that's a that's crazy isn't that difficult to have your husband as a coach for me it One is of them? yeah for me it really is and I, I i'm still trying to figure out why because he's my coach for a very real reason because he was one of the best that's ever played he has this edge that i believe our team needs and he is a relationship guy and he helps he's helping our team to go deeper as a team and to build real relationships, which can endure the process, you know, and, and the, the wins and the losses to on the, on the way to Tokyo. So my husband's rad and yet I'm really sensitive to him, you know, and I've never been sensitive to a coach really, you know, and then he's sensitive to me. So, you know, so if I like, if I'm like, like give a look, he's like <laughs> illegal. You don't do that to anyone else. I'm like, but, but well, yeah, because there's an emotional attachment there. That's a little bit different than a regular coach. I would imagine. Right. Like this is, you yeah. know, I can't, even, <laughs> I, I can't even imagine. So how many coaches did you have? By the way? You must have like lots of coaches for different. Well, I have two, two beach coaches. So Kiyode Barbosa from Brazil and then my husband, two amazing. And they complement each other so well. They love each other, which is rad. They love us, which is rad. Right. Um, I have a strength coach. I have a Pilates teacher. And these are all very limiting names because I do so much more than just this label. Yes. And then I have basically a mobility specialist and then my perform performance psychologist, Mike Gervais. So I got a team. Yeah. Well, and, at this level, of course you have a team and that's, that takes time. So how many, how many, um, I'm curious about like, just like the, like just tactical things for a second, like how many hours a day are you working out physically, mentally, the whole, the whole nine yards? So normally, you know, normally I'm on the beach two hours a day, five days a week. Um, and then I'll have two or three workouts after that or one before that even. I see my my mobility specialist three times a week at 6 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday for an hour and a bit. I see my Pilates instructor three times a week, once at home, once in the studio, once on the beach. I strength train twice a week. And then my, my mindfulness work is every day, largely on my own. And then we check in with um, Gervais like, you know, once or twice a month. Um, so I'm training anywhere between like 
I don't know, like three and six hours a day, but none of it, none of it is breaking me down. You know, like everything's sustainable, right. I guess I should say, cause it's all breaking me down so I can build back up. But all right. of them, my people are so rad. They're all athletes. They all walk their talk. And so they know how to train an athlete for sustained excellence and sustained growth, you know? And I'm right. so grateful cause I'm 41. I've had six shoulder surgeries. Like I I've been through so much and I cannot do that, which is an, unsustainable anymore. I've ran through enough walls, you know, and I've learned. Well, yes. And so it's, well, it's awesome. My people are rad. I'm surprised you're only, I, I thought you would do more than, uh, sorry, this is two hours, two hours, uh, two, sorry, two strength training, uh, a week. Two strength training. Yeah. I would think it'd be more than that for you. Yeah, no, no, I, I could add one more. And sometimes I do on the weekends, but, um, yeah, I, you know, I see my guy, Tommy Knox, um, OC fast, which he's, I've been with him for 20 years and we just, oh my God. he's rad. Like if you look at the guy, like he's just timeless. He's, he's beautiful. Like he just, he, he's unbelievable. Um, and he just, the way he challenges my body on those two days, Tuesday, Thursdays for the past 20 years, I drive an hour each way to see him for 20 years. Um, it's enough, you know? Wow. How so long is the session? It's like oh. an hour and a half, two hours. I usually have to leave okay, a little bit early to come get my kids from school, but now I have to come so my husband doesn't go crazy. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Well, yes, of course. That's what happened. Parenthood. I mean, how so. it's like, so like you said, there is like a part of it has to be some selfishness, right? Because what you're trying to do, you're not like the typical mom, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who like you yeah. actually are, well, no, in, in the sense that like you, you have a, you have another, you have another massive goal. And so a lot of times, like, you know, I always say this, like, it's really hard. Like I, it's really hard to have everything at the same time. I, a lot of people come on, you know, talk in the media and like, Oh yeah, you can have it all lean into it. It's really, really hard. You know, like it's, really, it's, it's, it's brutal. Yeah. I mean, even like, you know, you try to have a career, you try to like be a good mom, you try to like be a good wife, you try to like be a good friend. And there's only so much time in the day. It's like really yeah. hard to no, really. everything you're right you know and i that's why i think you have to prioritize and so if you know like my priorities are you know are four fingers right and right that, it all requires I mean, my kids like the most relentless beautiful things in my life you know being a parent is 365 24 7 even when i'm out of the country Absolutely. you know it's, like the, it's just yeah it's it's unbelievable um but yeah, you know, I, I, I think the antidote to feeling too spread out, cause I believe I can have it all, but have, I need to know what having it all means to me, having mm -hmm. it all, means, you know, deep relationship with my children, my husband, deep, uh, you know, kicking ass and improving in my career and being deeply connected to my faith. Like those are, those are the biggest things, you know? And, and so I can, I can take care of those things. And the way I take care of those things, Jennifer, you were to look at my life, like 80% of my time is spent working. You know, and that's yeah. really hard for me to say as a mom, you know, it like it's gnarly. My kids go to school. I see them for a couple hours after school. I see them before school. And I have we have this beautiful dance. But my my most of my time goes to my work. And so it's my job to be where I'm at. Like, again, Mike Gervais, he's my favorite quote of all time, maybe is be where your feet are. You know, if you can be yeah. where your feet are, which is in the moment, you just one of 10 minutes feels like four hours. You know, because it's like genuine giving and you're genuinely there. And, and that's my mission in life is to be all, all there, wherever I'm at, you know, my kids can feel it, you know? And so right. that's, that's, that's how it's all possible. And I believe that's how you can have it all, even though it's hard. Um, but I think the gnarliest part, like it's not the hard work. It's not going to the gym. It's not getting out of bed in the morning. It's like when you're tired at the end of the day, you, 
you still have to give energy to the people you love and you can almost take for granted because they love you. They're stuck with you, you know, but like, I have, I have to suck it up and give more to my husband and give more to my kids, you know, and that's, that's hard because, you know, I'm home and I'm done with working for the day and now I just want to veg, but they deserve it, you know, and I'm so imperfect for that, but I, I, I'm very well aware of my limitations in that area and I'm working on it. And I feel like awareness is the first step toward, you know, addressing something. Yeah, and that's such on that's such an honest answer, and I think that's so true, right? Because at the end of the day, you're so tired, yeah. and like you don't want to be doing those things, and you kind of just have to like, you know, suck it up and just do sometimes things that you just don't really want to really want to do because you know the long the long game is more important. Basically, well, that's excellence in a nutshell. You know, it's like you have yeah. to delay gratification right now for that what you want down the road, and not yeah. like hey, my kids and my husband's a chore. <laughs> it's just no. like, literally a matter of resources inside. Exactly. So it's exactly. So what is your day? Like what time do you wake up in the morning? Give me your breakdown of exactly what would like a day in the life of you, Carrie. I want to know. Well, Jock, I'm, I'm, I like to use other people's words when I speak because my words just fall short. So, and, <laughs> that's what I learned. and so I was going to give you another quote. Um, Jocko Willink. Have you heard of him? The Navy yes, CEO. I have. Of course. Yes. Yeah. He's so, great. Yeah. So he says, the way you become a morning person is that you go to bed a morning person. So my, my, which means you go to bed early. You, you yeah. know, you prep the day before, you know, the next day, the day before. And so I go to bed as early as I can. 930 is a dream because um, I like to wake up at 430, which is just like the magical hour. I have an hour and a half before my kids wake up. I can meditate. I can read. I can journal. I can sip my coffee in peace. That's how I start my day. When I when I do that and I start my days that way, Jennifer, it's like I'm on vacation and I can handle anything. It's crazy. Just to have wow. that peace. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I say that, but you, I need, I need eight hours, you know. So I'm kind of pushing that because I'm getting less than eight hours mostly. Um, right. I could go to bed at nine, even better. But I think prioritizing eight hours sleep is huge for me, especially as an athlete. Um, but I love waking up early, you know. And then I have an hour and a bit. My first training sessions on Monday start at six. My trainer comes to my house, or I go to the gym when we're able to. Um, we train for an hour and fifteen. Kids come downstairs, feed them, you know, get them ready for their zooms and their their day. Um, and then, I, like usually, my day starts at eight. Drop the kids off at school, and I go from eight to three. I'm training, basically. You know, oh, those one of or those workouts that I told you, fast switch Pilates. Yes. These things happen between eight and three. Um, yeah. If you do your two hours of beach volleyball, a beach stuff, and then you do like either your strength, or your Pilates, it still only takes you to like three or four hours. So where's the other hours coming? Because you don't do them on the same day. So no, how are no, you? I have I have at least two trainings a day, and if I if on the days that I only have two trainings, um, right. like I drive an hour back and forth to my strength training. Oh, right. tra- yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just have to thread the needle, you know, and if I only have two strength trainings a day, then I, I do my kind of at home recovery stuff. And I have a great home gym that I'm, I'm doing stuff, but it's just not like as structured as normal, you know, right. but there's definitely, definitely load being taken on. And then also on the days I only have two trainings, I do more of this stuff, kind of the business of my life. The business stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So eight to three is when you have your, 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 your work, your physical, your work stuff, your business, whatever it's that, that chunk. And then what happens after three? So we generally pick up the kids and, you know, I'll have, I'll have calls. We'll have calls. You know, my husband and I are running a company together also (laughs) along with him coaching me. Um, And so we're entrepreneurs and we we do that whenever it's required. Um, But we're with the kids, you know, we like to take them places when we're allowed to, but other than that, you know, 
the day when their work is over around three as well, even now in COVID, um, we'll go outside, we'll play, we'll go on a family walk. We'll try to figure out something creative to do. Um, right. It's mostly as much as possible family time, you know, three 30 onward. Wow. But even yeah. when it's, but even when it's not, what's going on now it's easier when it's normal life you know it's like oh it's gnarly (laughs) well and our kids have practices and they have their after school stuff you know so we're just we're doing the juggle but largely like my husband and i will go together to their practices you know like that's what our lifestyle affords us like when we're home we're home but you know when when i'm gone i'm like i can't even check in really you know so it's interesting yeah i mean it's for sure. Uh, now, how about your diet? Like, what do you, is there things that are your like go-tos? Like where you can give us some recommendations of like how someone like you has to eat to fuel their body or like, like things that you must have. Is there like a breakfast go-to thing or a lunch go-to thing or a snack or what do you eat? Yeah, kind of like a philosophy thing, you know? Um, and then I, I build everything around, I, I build everything around there. And basically I obviously try to eat as clean as possible. You know, I have major gut issues. I had this realization, Jennifer. So like five months ago, I literally thought I had dementia. I could not focus. My emotions were all over the place. I could not, I could not, I had no recall. And I was like, what? And my skin was freaking out. Like there were so many things happening. And I got my gut tested and I had this realization that I had been on seven courses of antibiotics in eight years because all these surgeries I had. And one course jacks up your stomach for years. And so I was like, my gut has been so depleted and so rough. So I've been on a road to recovery with that. So eating clean, real food is what I need. And I, I, that would be my recommendation to everybody, you know, so at the grocery store, what that looks like is that I shop on the outside, right? I really, yeah. You know, I don't go in the middle as much as possible. I do because I'm a mom and I'm human, you know, and there's some <laughs> yeah. good stuff in there. But if I were to give recommendations, it would be to eat real food. Um, but every meal, Tommy, my trainer who I referenced before, he's my Cairo, he's my nutritionist, and he's my strength coach. He um, He's like, Carrie, every meal, the first thing you should think is what is your protein? After you figure that out, you build it around that. You know, because I want right. my muscles that I'm tearing down every day to come back stronger and I need to fortify my body. And right. so protein is number one. And I can go 15 hours without eating and not even skip a beat, you know? So I have my discipline is eating more and eating enough. And so, but once I got my protein down, then I just- I wish you know, I had that problem. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, and I don't know the problem. Protein, all day long. So it just depends. Oh, where oh my God. It's like- I. My own, I think my, my favorite thing in the world is to eat, but I'm like a Jewish, you know, a Jewish kid from like Canada and like every, so you socialize around like Jewish people to oh, socialize around food, you know? Food. So. Yeah. Well, and also I just wanted I, to make mention because I like with regard to food and habits, like I love, I love the community aspect of it. Like it's a beautiful part of our day when either in breakfast or meals, you know, evening, like our family gets together. I love that part. Right. You know, it makes me want to be a chef so I can like nourish my family. I'm terrible. <laughs> I will get there. But I was going to say with regard to food, it's like we become what we're surrounded by, you know, and that's mm-hmm. why around the perimeter is huge. And that's why I was so excited. You know, I know my, my partners at California Almond Board, they set up this podcast. I'm so grateful because I get to meet you and we get to talk about these things. But like snack wise is gnarly. Like we all have a real tough time grabbing healthy things. And so for me, yeah. 
a partnership with California almonds, which is like real food, real protein, real fiber, real minerals that are going to support myself and my children and, you know, my life as a performance athlete. Um, I love shouting from the mountaintops that this is the real deal. You know, you want to know how I do it. I surround myself by the best. I only have great partners that I'm authentically aligned to. And, um, right. You know, almonds are that in my life. It's easy. You know, I'm on the road constantly and we just took a 10, 10 hour road trip home from Elko, Nevada yesterday. And my kids are eating junk. It's my fault. I bought it. I'm eating beef jerky and I'm eating um, natural almonds the entire time, you know, and I'm not feeling guilty and my body is getting right. fine. And so those little things, like if you can just be mindful when you're snacking, mindful when you're making your meals and with ingredients, like it's just, you will feel so much better. And I don't think anyone realizes how good we're supposed to feel, you know? Well, yeah, first of all, I love almonds as a snack. I, 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 the problem I have is I like them too much because I can't, like, the amount that they say you should eat is like, you know, the amount of your uh, palm or whatever, right. 10 almonds is a serving. Who eats 10 almonds, right? <laughs> I eat like 40, I'll, I'll eat like 90 and it's like it, in 10 seconds because they're so delicious. I, know, I mean, so I like there's many ways right? to eat almonds, though. but yeah, yeah. You know, like almond butter and apples, like it's like my favorite go-to, you know, like if I were to Me have too. an apple by myself, like my, my blood sugar would be off the charts, you know, it just, it's like, yeah. I can mitigate it by having some protein with it, you know? And so it's just, I've just been on such an education with my nutrition and with my gut because of my issues. And that's right. just what makes this partnership with the Almond Board so powerful because I just, I want everyone to feel good, you know, and I want to share the things that I lean on to help me get get back to normal and better than before, you know? Um, and I, I feel like that's what you do on your podcast. Like it's a beautiful gift that you give to people because it's like, we're all guinea pigs and then we can share what works for us. And then we can all try it on ourselves. You know? I mean, that's really honestly like why I do this because I find I, it's to me, I'm so curious and fascinated by how people like yourself get to be where they are to the top. And like, what do they do to sustain it? You know, like, yeah. I mean, I didn't even, you know, like this, it's how do you sustain it? Like, how do you, you sustain the focus and the determination like over time like how do you keep on like mixing it up? how do you do it like did you, did you rely on your i love it like i would if i fell out of love with this i would i couldn't take it it's too much <laughs> it requires right. too much you know, and not just on me on my family my people and i just love it with all my heart and it means something to me like if something is meaningful to you and if like the purpose like my goal is to win to dominate, but I'm not only right. chasing the gold medal. Like I'm literally chasing, I'm becoming a woman and an Olympian capable of winning a gold medal. You know, like that's, that's the joy in it for me. And that's the deep meaning and deep purpose of it for me. And then again, like dirty little secret, I want to share that with the world, you know, because I know how yeah. powerful role models are to me. And if I can be a, a light for somebody or just uh, something to look to, to inspire people in the, their lives, like I, I want that. And then also it's like, I'm not, I'm surrounded by the best people in the world, like the most amazing humans. And, and it matters. Like it makes everything tolerable and manageable and thrive mm -hmm. through because my people are so dope. Like my, my husband is just, he's the best. And my children are part of my team, you know, and then all of my trainers are like, they're my best friends and my partners. Like I've had a handful of partners in the sport and they have made each Olympic run the best thing ever, you know, otherwise it's low. So, so the, the relationship part of it, Jennifer, it's like what sustains me, you know, because it's a, it's a lonely process to excellence. 
And whenever you're chasing something big in life, like you're going to go through hard things. And if you're not surrounded by people who inspire you, who unconditionally love you, who uplift you and challenge you and hold you accountable, like it's going to be miserable. And I have always been blessed by the best people. And that's why I keep going. Um, They make me believe in myself and believe that I can do this, which is like a priceless gift. And I get to do it with them. You know, people I sincerely love. More from our guests, but first a few words from our sponsor. So if you've been listening to me for a while, you know I'm a huge fan of the puzzle game Best Fiends. It is great because what I love, it actually engages your brain while you play it, which is so imperative to me. And I have terrible Wi-Fi and you don't need the internet to play it, which is amazing. And I have to tell you guys, I'm finally getting better. It is so challenging all the time. I'm finally at level 680. So yes, my husband and some of my friends are still beating me because we're all playing, but I'm getting better and better and better while still being super challenged. I love this game. I never get bored. They're constantly changing it and adding things. Best Fiends has thousands of levels already, and they're still adding new levels, and they're still adding events and characters every month. It's hours of fun right at your fingertips. And you can even, like I said, play offline with over 100 million downloads and tons of five-star reviews. Best Fiends is a must-play Download Best Fiends free on the Apple App Store or Google Play. That's friends without the R. Best Fiends. You know, like, I think like you have to be a master at, like, you should be a relationship expert, right? Because you are, your whole life is basically working with teams and partners and this and that. Like, what, how do you build lasting relationships like this? What, what is the secret? Like, what are the qualities? How do you do it? Like, yeah. Cause that to me, that's a, that's a, that's a talent in its own right. Oh, a hundred percent. Well, it's life. Like, you know, we're all in this world with other people. And if we can't figure out how to work with other people, we're screwed. And it right. can really affect our experience, you know, right. you know, again, I had it modeled for me what was required to have a great marriage with my parents. Like they, my parents fought like, and still do like cats and dogs, but their love is so genuine and their respect is so sincere. Like I've seen that. And so, and then on every team that I've had, the best teams ever were teams that like we butted heads and we, yeah. had, we called each other out and we were able to do that because we knew we had a level of respect, you know, and trust and love with each other. And we, we were all looking for like trying to work toward the same thing. And we were willing to challenge each other on that. And mm-hmm. I feel like the best relationships, the best teams are the ones that like, they're not afraid to fight and they're not afraid to call each other out on shit. You know, because there's yeah. like Mike Gervais, again, he, he saved my marriage. He's like, Carrie, do not be afraid of conflict. There's intimacy in conflict. There's clarity in conflict. You're engaging, you know? Um, some people think intimacy is like the passion. Pretty girl walks by. Oh my gosh, I have these intimate feelings. It's like, no, that's not. That's like, that's like a firework. Like I want the deep stuff. And the only way you get to the deep stuff is by having hard conversations, by you know, like holding yourself accountable. So then you can hold your people accountable, having high standards and doing it daily. You know, like love mm-hmm. is a verb. <laughs> Yeah. Relationship, yeah. It's it's a verb. I'm relationship relationshiping. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah, you have to put time into it. Yes. Man. So I think there's no secret sauce. It's just a lot of people aren't aren't willing or don't know how to or are encouraged to do the hard work of going deeper. You know, I don't I don't I I, I love humans. Like I, I feel like you and I are friends already. Like I, I hit it off with people because I really care and I like people's yeah. energy. Um, but there's so many levels to that, you know, and I feel like 
if you're going to honor and respect your relationship, you have to, you have to speak to it truthfully and you have to be willing to raise your hand if something's not going right. Like I'm terrible at that. I'm terrible, especially in my marriage. Like, cause I feel like I, can, I, I, it's supposed to be hard. I can handle it. I see my husband when he's being a jerk. If I'm being a jerk, I feel like he knows my heart. We're fine. And then we don't talk about things that we should, but he's very mm-hmm. good to be like, nope, I can't take one more step until we address this. And so he's really teaching me that there's a value in that, you know, like disrupting yeah. status quo to get to something better. Well, it also sounds like he sounds like he's also a good communicator. A lot of people, uh, like you were saying, it's about conflicts being okay, being okay with conflict, try, knowing that that's actually makes it go, makes your relationship go deeper. A lot of people though, like shy away from any kind of conflict. Yeah. They're scared of conflict. And like, I, I agree with you. I think that that's, that sometimes what that does, it doesn't build, it doesn't, it doesn't get you to the next level. It actually yeah. like just, it, it actually just like makes your relationship plateau, right? Because if you feel yeah. uncomfortable, you don't want to go there. But right. then like, what's it for? You know, totally. I'm curious about your husband, you know, because you your husband, though, <laughs> he's, he's also a volleyball player, right? And he has, oh, he's, a he, he's a championship. So I say, well, you guys, I was going to say like, you what, because people say you need a yin to your yang, right? Like mm-hmm. if you're like super alpha, then you're going to find someone who's a little more like, you know, B type, you know, yeah. are you, you seem like you're both very alpha. Are you? We are. We really are. It's so funny because I, I just am because it's my job you know, and, and I fundamentally, I like taking care of my stuff, you know, like if I, if it can be done by me, I'm going to go do it. And I feel like, you know, but sometimes like you said earlier, I'm what I said, you're very capable. Like you said earlier, that's like one of your traits. Yeah. Yeah, And I like doing stuff. Like I like feeling confident and like, I like checking things off my list, you know, but that being said, I feel like I, sometimes I don't allow my husband the space to be the alpha in my life. And I want him to be like, I want to be his, (laughs) I want him to own me and like take care of me. Like I love that side too. And I can, I'm very good at being taken care of. I just don't give him the space right, right. because I'm just like running, you know, I'm kind of like mindlessly like being alpha all the time because I'm trying to get stuff done. And so that's like right. my work now is trying to connect to the more feminine side of me. And it, it's not weak. It's not less powerful. It's like, if I can merge both of those, oh my God, I feel like it's going to be off the charts. And mostly I feel like my relationship with my husband is going to be just serviced by it more, you know, because he's a, right. man, a man wants to feel like a man. You know, and I, I don't want to do everything and make him feel like, you know, he has no impact on my life. Um, but Casey's, he's a really nuanced guy. He's awesome. He's, I, I, I'd be curious to like talk to him just because like, you know, they always, people, a lot of men shy away from women who are so grand, so big, right? Like who are not big physically, but big in personality, who are so dominating in their, in their career. Like it takes a, I think it takes a, a big man and a very confident person to be able to like, to like meet, meet you at that level, totally. right? Yeah. Well, I'm you so know? too. Like I'm not a little girl. Like I'm, I'm big in every, <laughs> every sense of the word, right, right, right. you know? And That's the right. thing that makes my husband the manliest and the sexiest to me is that he, he cares. Like he just, he's an amazing father. He, he told me prior to Rio, the last game, she's like, babe, I hope you know that my priority is you winning a gold medal. Like, just know that, like, I'm going to do everything I can do to have you make your dream come true because that's my dream too your dream is my dream like you are amazing you know he's gnarly what i've lived you know and he's missed out by the on the olympics twice like by this much like and now he's being so selfless and like supporting me in every which way like that's 
so rad. And I'm just so grateful. Like I hit the jackpot and we butt heads, man. Like he, we, we really get into it. But after every fight, I'm like, yeah. oh, we hear each other. We see each other. We care. You know, it's pretty that's, rad. That's so nice. Yeah. That's so nice. I mean, like, I mean, that's so important. And I think that's like, I like that about the conflict. And I think that's so true. Um, so wait a second. So I was going to say something. And then this, I was, I was looking at this over this whole thing here. So how does it work? then? if he, if he's coaching you and you guys fight and all that other stuff, basically, then you guys just like hug it out and it's all okay, right? So no, how are no? Okay, so sorry. Well, if it was that quick, that'd be amazing. My goal is to get through stuff that quickly. Well, I, well, I was going to say you said you're working on your feminine, like uh, your your feminine side. Like, what are you doing to work on it? Like, give me some, give me, give me some tips and tricks. Uh, it's such a good question. I don't even know how to answer that. You know. I have, well, first of all, I have a couple spiritual counselors who are kind of like reminding me of who I am and reminding me along this quest to greatness and this quest to have these deep relationships that it is about the yin and the yang and the yin and the yang exists within me, right? It's like, I don't, some, some other person is not my yang. I am that in totality. And so it's like, if I'm running so hot all the time, that's not sustainable. It's not sustainable for me. And it's probably going to have a negative effect on my people. And so they're just reminding me that like, you know, women are creators, you know, men like our protectors, women are creators. And they're just kind of reminding me of like the feminine side of things and reminding me that it's okay to be taken care of and to let my guard down, you know, because there's strength and vulnerability also, you know, and there's, there's excellence and wisdom to be taken from other people helping you. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And so just those kind of reminders, um, I have, I've never spoken to it out loud. I don't even know what my process is. It's more just like sitting with myself to try to understand where I'm coming from, what I'm feeling. Um, Cause I don't want to be defensive. Like, you know, defensive is weak and you know, right. I want to be strong in who I am. And I feel like my husband like pokes and prods me. He, in my most tender places, because that's where I'm trying to protect so much. And I get so defensive and that's like why we engage like that. When in reality, I trust him the most and I want to be most open with him. It's just like my standard operating procedure has been to armor up, you know, and to have a shield and right. to, like, to, you know, go to battle. So I don't know. I don't know if any of that makes sense, but I'm, I'm working on it. It, <laughs> it actually makes, it actually makes perfect sense. I mean, I totally understand what you were saying. So okay. thank you for that. Cause yeah. it makes perfect sense. And then I was, I wanted to, I wanted to go over your, it says here, I was going to say, what are your unique rituals to keep you on point? And I mean, like you already kind of talked about your workouts. Um, what else do you do to keep you on point? Like what is your, besides the, your strength, coaching yeah. your strength and your Pilates. And you did mention that you do gratitude. You do like a meditation practice in the morning yeah. at like, when you wake up. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of the other things that you do to kind of yeah. keep you on point? Well, I just, I really believe that again, sustained excellence or just to be excellent in the moment. It's like a, it's the Trinity of body, mind, and spirit. Right. Mm -hmm. And so every day I'm really trying to pay attention to that Trinity within me um, to get the best out of myself. And so Outside of my physical training, outside of my proper nutrition and stuff that really nourishes me and allows me to mm -hmm. keep getting stronger and sustain, um, I have my mindfulness practice, which is a daily meditation. I have a gratitude journal where, you know, I just, I stream of conscious, I write what I'm stoked about, what I'm grateful for. Um, I'm well, those three things that Mike told you, right? To find three awesome things a day. Yeah. And, so that's, that that's on top of my gratitude yeah. journal, but all those types oh, of okay. things. 
you know, Um, when I look at people, I look for inspiration and then I write about it. Um, I'm doing Jordan B. Peterson's self-authoring program, you know, just to like, you are, I am. I just, yes. And it's not, it makes you think, you know, and I just, I I really sincere in the fact that I just want to be a good human. (laughs) And I feel like in order for me to be the best I can be at anything, you put a label to it to be the best. I just need to know who I am. You know, no one inspires me. No one, no one gets in my way. You know, the obstacles that I put in my way, the things, the trauma that's been unhealed. Like I'm really working on a lot of stuff. There's so many layers to what I'm doing. And fundamentally all because I want to be a great mom, a great wife, um, and the best there's ever been in volleyball. <laughs> that's why I'm doing all this, like, deep just that. work. Just that. <laughs> I just want to be the yeah. best, best, best at everything. That's all. Uh, I mean, where, so, best I can be. Well, you know what? If it sounds to me, you're very self-aware. I think that that self-awareness has taken you very far, right? Because if you don't, it seems, and this is like, I barely know you, but just even from this conversation, um, that you, you know yourself well enough to know what you're good at and what you're not so great at and the things that you're not so good at, you seek help for those things. Truly. Yes. Yeah. 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 And I don't, I don't generally like to do things that I'm not good at. <laughs> you know, I don't really have time right now. I haven't made a priority and I don't have time to add new things where I'm trying experimenting with new things and new capabilities that I have. So within the big goals that I have in the next year plus, and then forever more like winning gold medal in Tokyo, like these are the things I believe I need to do to get the best out of me you know, to honor the journey Mm -hmm. to, to qualify and to win with all my heart, I needed to be doing these things. And most people, I think a lot of people talk to athletes or high performing people and be like, is it just a hundred percent of time, like on your craft? Like, are you just playing volleyball and watching video all day long? And it's like, no, that's this much of it. And that's the easy part of it. The hardest part is the discipline of showing up, you know, at each task with all of myself is the discipline of eating healthy and on time. It's the, you know, the discipline of like getting off my damn phone and going to bed early, everything else everyone's dealing with. Like those are the gnarly parts The people, what people perceive to be gnarly is easy stuff for me because I, it's just who I am at this point. You know, I think the hardest part is the discipline part. How do you have discipline and, 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 and because willpower is over, I think willpower, they talk about, people talk about that. Like, it's like, it's, it's not, it's not, that's not a lasting thing. Motivation isn't lasting. These are like, it's exactly, it's, these are, these are fleeting things that kind of come and go and ebb and up and down. How do you have, how does somebody, or what do you give, tell somebody, how do they really build true discipline? Well, I think having the fundamental understanding, this is Jocko Willink, that discipline equals freedom. Like Mm -hmm. that is so true in my life. Like the fact that I, every day I honor my commitments and I show up and I do what I want to do, even when it's hard, that gives Mm -hmm. me freedom to freedom to live the life that I want to live. It gives me freedom to play how I want to play. If I did not have that discipline, I would be so insecure. I would just be all over the place. Like it's a beautiful gift to be disciplined, you know, but I don't think you have discipline unless you really care about what you're aiming for. So A, you have to know what you're going for. B, you have to really care about it and C, you just have to commit. And once the decision is made, like there's no room for second guessing or half-assing it, you know? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that was a beautiful, you know, lesson taught to me by my family. Karen, if you commit, you, you're committed. There's no excuses. Mm-hmm. There's no like easy way out. You can't just show up sometimes. And um, I really appreciate that because I think a lot of people quit when the going gets hard and that's when it gets 
fun for me almost. Like I, I, I find a lot of purpose in the misery because I know that once I get through it, I'm going to reap the rewards of my, my dedication, you know, and my, my effort to go through the mud, you know, like those are all after every trying time, every heartbreak, whether it's love or volleyball or whatever it is, I have, I have grown tenfold, you know, and so it's all for a purpose, but you have to know that there's a purpose behind it. Mm-hmm. So it sounds like, so you kind of, you learned discipline from, it sounds like from a younger age, right? And like you kind of practiced it and kind of honed it. So you were doing something as like you, your parents were kind of instilling that in you already. 100%. Well, yeah. And yeah. then I went to, I played on teams where accountability was a big thing, you know, big and deal. I went to high school excellence is like in its founding charter. I went to Stanford excellence, you know, the home of champions. Yeah. Like it's just, I gravitate toward that. My parents did an amazing job of like, of getting to know my coaches and seeing if it would be a good fit. You know, like I, I didn't, I don't, I, I've never been around people who aren't chasing greatness, you know, and yeah. it looks like so many different things. You know, it could, it could, yeah. it could be the, to be like, have the most amazing immaculate home, whatever it is to you. It's just, if you care about something, those are the people I like to hang with. You know, yeah, so I was gonna say, I was, what does it take to be your friend? I mean, you, I would, you probably have a very high bar for who you're that you hang out with. Like, oh. what kind of girls are you hanging out with? Or you, are you, do you hang out with a lot of girls? Oh, or my girls hang, are like, rad. Oh, I have okay. the best humans. Yeah. Um, well, just to be kind of, oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no, no. Go ahead. Um, I was uh, gonna say that, like, I can only imagine, like, to be like your girlfriend, like you or friends of yours, you have you probably have a high bar, so you are going to have friends who are also striving for because you water finds its level, I think, and so totally. you gravitate to people who are similar. Do you have are yeah. most of your friends professional athletes, high performers? Like, what is you know, Jennifer? Most of my friends are just crafts women and men where they're at. So no matter what they're doing, if they're a coach, if they're a Pilates instructor, if they're a Cairo, like they're just committed to being their best and their best that they can be right. They're not like, they're not competing. They're literally just trying to live their best life and be the best they can be in their craft because they chose it and they love it. And um, yeah, so I don't, I, I'm, I don't, I feel like the people who I don't resonate with deeper than just surface kindness and all that, that those people kind of weed themselves out, you know, not Mm -hmm. because I don't like them. It's just like, we're not going any deeper for whatever reason. And so, you know, hi, I hope you're great. You know, like we can super friendly, but it's like the people who I, who are at my core, like I don't have a lot of friends, but my friends are family, you know? Um, And they just, I don't know, man. It's just, it's like that energy exchange, you know, it's just resonance is true and energy doesn't lie. And, um, and to be my friend, you just have to be a good person fundamentally. (laughs) But yeah, I I think that's most important, but. But, yeah, but I was going to say, like, you people always, like I say, gravitate to people who are similar. So I would imagine they would have to be on the same, um, striving to be their best, whatever they're doing. It doesn't matter what they're doing, no, but totally. like, try, uh, yeah, people yeah. who are gro- or constantly in growth and stuff. I didn't even ask, I didn't even like get to this with the diet, but like, because there's so many like uh, trends, right? Like yeah. the diet trends, the different like um, recovery trends. Hmm. What, what do you, what, what's your take? Are you a, like, do you believe in like intermittent fasting, keto? How do you, what is your deal and how do you eat? Not specifically like almonds. We know you love almonds, but um, love besides, almonds. Right. Yeah, besides that, yeah. what's your, how, do you eat breakfast? Do you not eat breakfast? Yeah. Okay. Well, first of all, nutrition is like so personal. 
right? And what works for you right. is not going to work for me, you know, 100%. Right. So I know that. Um, I Fundamentally, I just believe in eating real food. Like that's kind of my go-to. I eat meat. I've been craving a lot of red meat lately, you know, and I mm. just... And I don't judge myself for that. I love bison. You know, like I'm trying to like experiment and try things. That bison's I'm, great. It's so good. Um, yeah. Sugar doesn't do good for me. It doesn't do great, do great for my skin. It doesn't, you know, so I try to avoid it. You know, I if like honey, natural sweetener, stevia, you know, I kind of lean on that stuff. Um, but ultimately, I just try to eat clean and eat. I, I, I'm doing this ritual now where I just pay attention to how I feel after a meal. You know, I don't eat a okay. lot of dairy. I lo- I used to love cheese and all these things. I don't eat a lot of dairy. My friend, um, Julie Pyatt, started a, a non-cheese cheese company called Sri uh, Moo, S-R-I Moo. And it's all like um, almond cheeses and, you know, it's it's plant-based cheeses. And they are incredible. Oh. Try them. They're, they're It's like top-notch gourmet stuff. Um, so no dairy, no sugar. Um, again, my tummy... It's kind of away from things because it's so jacked up. So gluten, um, I'm trying to see if I can, if I can have it. I used to love eggs. I have a major sensitivity to eggs now, so I can't do that. Really? Yeah. It's a nightmare. So I do, I do the celery juice daily. Yeah. Um, I, I, do I don't know. I, I honestly think so. And I think fundamentally it at least hydrates me, but no, I honestly feel like I'm healing and I'm really about that as I'm drinking it. So maybe that helps too. But clean, yeah, like I don't know. Yeah, like I didn't, the celery juice. I thought I'm thinking it's psychosomatic. I did that also. I I, I was doing it also because I heard of all the benefits and all this. And I wasn't sure if it was doing anything or not, but yeah, I don't know. I think like, it doesn't resonate. Like it's not going to work. <laughs> period. You know, I think people can smoke cigarettes and have whiskey every day and not feel guilty in it. They'll live till they're 150. It's a hundred percent part of it. You know, it's like we cannot have guilt with what we're putting in my body. If I'm going to have crap. I'm going to be like, I'm, this is soul food for me right now. You know, right. not, I can't feel guilty about it. But on the flip side of that, um, I referenced Gabrielle Reese and Laird Hamilton. Um, they have an amazing yeah. program called XPT Life. And I've learned so much. I knew I was, I did it with them. Oh, did you? I love them. It, yes. Oh I went God. to their house. Yeah. I did the program. In Malibu? She came on the podcast. I loved it. First of all, oh. first, my husband came with me. He was, he is like, he's a pro. He like crushed that program. Oh. I hated because I hate the um, the ice baths. It wasn't the first oh, time I yeah. had to do it. They make you go and you know, part yeah. of it's like the breathing technique and then the ice bath and then the, the water when you're taking it away. It's like, uh-huh. I, I thought I was fit, but apparently I'm not. Oh, you know, like that kind of like, oh, it's awful. <laughs> so you've you obviously it done again, it. Say it again. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I, 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 you were obviously good at it. I was, I was no. really bad. Well, I, I was willing to endure it because um, I believe in them and I want what they have, that like inner fire, you know, and I just really, re- I like to steal from people who are doing life right and see if I can, mm-hmm. you know, and, and make it my own. But um, I did it again. I've done it two or three times now. And it's crazy, the learning curve and just the level of comfort that comes once you know what to expect. So I encourage you to go back. Um, really rad. Yes, totally. Because the water stuff is unique, you know, and if you're not used to holding your breath and like being physical, which I'm not, um, it just takes some time, you know, time in the saddle kind of cures lots of things. Yeah. It humbled me because I was very, yeah. 
I was I was really bad, and I was like I was like actually very embarrassed about my. I was actually oh, upset wow. with myself because I was like because I'm so I I do so much other activity, but that hit on everything I'm I'm bad at. I'm bad wow. with the breathing technique. I hate cold and the water. I grew up in Canada, so I never really had that much. I never went swimming very much, you know. So it was like it was like boom, boom, boom. My husband like crushed. He was in that ice bath for like ten minutes, basically. Oh, I don't even know how long. And like he was jumping with the heaviest weights you could possibly, boom, like 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 a buoyant like like a whatever like a buoyant yeah. little thing. But I want to try it again. I should because now you're right. I think once you know, because now you know what you're expecting. It's not that scary, you know. It's like the ride home is always shorter, even though you're going the same distance. It's just you you just know what to expect a little bit more, you know. And that's just something else that I think that we all learn as we get older. But if we're like performance humans, like it's almost human nature to compare ourselves to others. But especially in a situation like that, you cannot do that. Like it's like comparing right. yourself to someone in yoga. Like, and there's a, a nine year old who can like yeah. put their head. You cannot do that. You know, it's like we have to get our feet under us and grow in the process. And that's why things are so rewarding because it's like, ooh, I'm terrible, but am I curious? And then I'll keep going on the process. Um, but I just want to say this really quick with regard to nutrition and Laird because I it, it like made stuck with me. He whenever he looks like a bread item, he calls it cake. It could be a piece of toast. It could be like you know just like some whole wheat bread and he calls it cake because that's what it kind of does to his body. And that's how he's framed it. And that's so helpful for me to stay away. That's like, great. No, I don't want to do that. See, that's great. He's, I mean, he's like, he's like not even human. That guy, mm. that guy is like, I mean, he's, layered, he's beyond. I mean, I like his layered superfood. He sent me like this okay. turmeric creamer, delicious. Mm. Yeah. But like, this is a guy you know, I don't think I don't think I even I, I didn't tell this to, to Gabby, but when we were when I was leaving, me and my husband got a flat tire, right? Oh. We're like down the mountain and we were wait we called like you know, we called the um triple A and we're waiting for like an hour and no one's coming and Nelson I think he came out and he saw our car. He's like, What's going on here? And of course he's like such a renaissance man. He he's able to grab his like he's like, Oh, I have a I have a thing I can change your tire in no time. The triple A guy comes as he's coming up with his stuff and he literally was like move away you know don't worry i got this and he, yeah and he like changed our changed our tire in like two seconds and i'm like is there anything this guy cannot do like so it's amazing bad. well he wants to do it he wants to understand himself and life and how to do things so he can be like there's this book he recommended to me called natural born heroes and it's just basically about oh. being competent and being capable of like being a hero when it's called upon. You know, if I have to go run 30 miles to go tell the next oh. town that, that there's war, you know, war coming, like I'm going to do that. Or if I have to climb this wall, I'm going to be able to do that. And that's how Laird lives his life. And I, it's I respect that so much. I want that, you know? Me too. He really is exceptional. Like there's not very many people that I would say like really are so just so impressive as a human and not just on like what they do on their, in their professional life, but as a human, he has yeah. such heart and he's so good at so many things and he wants to get better. I, I don't know. He was very impressive. I, so I really sincere. liked him. And Gabby is so sincere and they're both so gnarly and hardcore, but so loving and generous and sincere, authentic. And I yeah. love them as humans too. Yeah. I agree. I totally agree with everything that you said. I mean, you know them way, way better than me, of course. I've only met them a couple times, but I, what I know, I really love. What that's you for see sure. is what you get, no doubt.
Yeah. And you can feel it too. You feel that, you feel that genuineness, you know, like it's, mm-hmm. like you said, it's very authentic, right? Yeah. But enough about them. So I think basically, I think we're good. I think there's nothing, I mean, we like, I kept you on the phone or the phone, the, the Zoom for a very long time. Oh, um, yeah. I, I feel like where do people like, if they want to know more about you and what you do and your craft, how do they, how do they find you? Oh man. Well, it would, well, it would be the greatest honor if you could follow me at, at platform 1440. That's my baby. That's my, that was your, so I, that was what your husband also works on with yes. you, right? Yes. Yes. What is, what is that by the way? Cause you didn't even talk about it. Yeah. So we're, we're basically, uh, we're, we're becoming more of who we are, but we are a digital media company that has been developed to support and enhance the sport of volleyball. Um, mm. and so we have live events, but then we're a digital platform where we're a resource center you know, where you can come and do um, trainings with us. Like we have a virtual training camp going on right now. Um, body, mind and spirit training, you know, everything that we've all talked about, this exists um, at p1440.camp right now. It's so fun. Play volleyball or not, you're going to, you're going to get stronger. My, my strength coach is doing the strength programming. Um, some of the best volleyball coaches in the world are doing volleyball. Um, and then we do mindfulness training every day. So at platform forum 1440 um, on social, and then I'm at Carrie Lee Walsh. Um, but yeah, but more than that, it's just, you know, like, just send love, please, <laughs> via vibes. I will use them every day of my life on the way to Tokyo, building 1440. I just want to be a light in the world, you know. So Jennifer, thank you for having me on. I really appreciate it. And then I just want to give one more shout out to uh, the California Almond Board. Um, you know, it's, it's interesting, like everything I just talked to you about, like my process, what I do, none of it's possible without my partners. You know, and the life of an Olympian, it's like there's some ridiculous statistic that like I think over 80 percent are under the poverty line. Like it's gnarly, gnarly stuff. Like and I think it's higher, I think it's higher than that, to be honest with you. And so what's so rad about America is that we're not government funded. Our USOC, our federation is not government funded. So people like, you know, California Almond Board or, you know, Nike steps up. Lululemon's a sponsor of mine. Without them, I would have to have a nine to five job and no way could I win a gold medal. So the private support of the Olympians um, is a ginormous thing. And that's why I'm just so grateful to not only did the California Alma Board introduce me to you, they they fuel my dreams. They fuel my life as a woman and high performing athlete, you know, with their products. But it's amazing to partner with people who who you align with, who support you on your journey and you can support them on theirs. And so it's just a really big deal. So I'm just I'm grateful that you gave me the opportunity to speak about them. You're so kind. That is so nice. And you're so well-spoken. That's really a nice thing to do. And I, I, first of all, I, I cannot believe that statistic. I mean, that is unbelievable to me that so many people, what? It's crazy. It's it's, it's It's unbelievable. I mean, that's unbelievable. I've never, that's insane to me. I I, I need to look it up. So when I reference that, I give the percentage, but I did a tour at the USOC, um, at the training center in Colorado. And they, and it's just, you know, there's so many fundraisers for Olympians because everyone's broke, <laughs> you know, unless you're like yeah. a dream team or you're, you're now there's golf and there's a select number, you know, um, but largely these Olympians like put their whole, they invest, like I have to pay to work. I pay all of my trainers. I pay to travel. I pay everything in the hopes of winning prize money. I, that's why I'm so grateful that I have my partners to yeah. do this. And most Olympians don't have partners, you know? That like comes after you win. <laughs> it's nuts. 
It's true. You know what the funny the thing is, you're right. And then now that I'm thinking about it, because you have to be mar- you have to have that marketability for a brand to, to go behind you and endorse mm-hmm. you, number one, right? Yeah. And you have to also be except the best of the best. So the, the even though the it's so nominal between the silver and the gold or the bronze and the silver or the people who it's, it's a one second difference in some right. things, you know, between getting a medal or not, those people are not even looked at if you don't get that. Yeah. You know, well, uh, in, in most of the bobsledding or whatever, whoever the sport is, yeah, you know, sports are gnarly. But that's why like NBC wow. pays so much money for the Olympics. That's why the beautiful gift of them is that they tell the stories of the athletes. And yeah. the, right, what's read about the time before the Olympics is that if you care, you can get to know the contenders because we're all contenders right now. And that's kind mm-hmm. of, I mean, we're all contenders in life, but for the Olympic movement, right. the year before the Olympics is like where people are just in it. And this pause is really gnarly because again, people are living to paycheck to paycheck and just hoping to make it to August. And now they have another year. I'm blessed. I don't have that stress as much as other people. I've had partners say, care, we can afford you. We're going to drop you. And we're trying to work through that now. And it's like, okay, I, what am I going to do? <laughs> You know, like, oh my god, because this is well, this is you know, like historic times, so we all have to maneuver together. But yeah, I want to help people start a fund to support the Olympians. I'm gonna, um, I, I had that dream this morning of doing that, so it just has to happen. That's a good idea, that's a really good idea, and it's amazing to me that people who I hate to say it so like callously, but people who are like nobodies who are like Instagram models are making millions of dollars with all these brands because they have a big following, but people who truly are exceptional, high, the highest of, of, of exception, the best of the best have literally, they have not a, not a pot to piss in, you know oh, what I mean, yeah. through these brands, because, right? Because yeah. there's no, they have, they have, they're not marketable in any, or they're not, they don't have like, they don't have enough followers or like, yeah. it's just, there is there's such a discrepancy in what's fair, you know? It's interesting. That's well, yeah, fair really is amazing. And exists. And God bless all the Instagram models who are making a bajillion dollars. I wish them so well. I just, yeah, it's, it's interesting. It really is interesting. I just, I, I think it's just, again, part of the process of living mindfully and living on purpose. It's like mm-hmm. seek out the awesome because it's everywhere. You know, and especially within this yeah. movement, it's like yeah, I, I agree. Say yeah. that one more time. I think, what did I say? I think that's you got you got cut out. You oh. said seek out, and then you got cut out. Oh, but said, what did you say? Awesome. You said seek out. I don't. Oh, seek out exactly. I, I, you're so likable. I really like you. I want to be your friend. <laughs> that's so nice. Thank you. I'm so sorry. The audio is so bad. Dang it. And likewise, no, it's okay. It's great. I mean, we're, we're what? Was, oh, thank you. Um, I, I guess we're but we're done. I mean, this has been. I mean, I'm gonna cut these two together. But you, you were great. And people, go, 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 check out uh, Carrie's uh, platform, her her digital platform. It's what's the website or what's the handle? P, the handle is at platform fourteen forty. And it's p1440.com. So real quick, Jennifer. So there are 1,440 minutes in the day, 1,440 minutes in the day. So we want to inspire people to live in the moment to, you know, honor time as sacred because that's where you live a rich, fulfilling life. And so 1440 is for volleyball, but it's also to inspire people to live a great life. I really love that. I'm going to go oh, check yeah. it out right now, actually. Oh, thank you. And I will. I will. Thank you. You've been a pleasure. I really love this interview. You are so great. And um, I wish you so much luck and uh, going into next year for the Olympics and, you know, 
all the luck, all the happiness and health before then training and everything oh. else. Well, that means so much, Jennifer. And God bless. Godspeed. Have fun doing what you're doing. Yeah. I, I appreciate it. You're awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Carrie. Thank you. All right. We'll talk again. Bye. Habits and hustle. Time to get it rolling. Stay up on the grind. Don't stop. Keep it going. Habits and hustle from nothing into something. All out. Hosted by Jennifer Cohen. Visionaries. Tune in. You can get to know them. Be inspired. This is your moment. Excuses. We ain't having that. The Habits and Hustle podcast. Powered by Habit Nest. This episode is brought to you by the Yap Media Podcast Network. I'm Hala Taha, CEO of the award-winning digital media empire, Yap Media, and host of Yap Young and Profiting Podcast, a number one entrepreneurship and self-improvement podcast where you can listen, learn, and profit. On Young and Profiting Podcast, I interview the brightest minds in the world, and I turn their wisdom into actionable advice that you can use in your daily life. Each week, we dive into a new topic like the art of side hustles, how to level up your influence and persuasion, and goal setting. I interview A-list guests on Young and Profiting. I've got the best guests, like the world's number one negotiation expert, Chris Voss, Shark, Damon John, serial entrepreneurs, Alex and Layla Hermosi, and even movie stars like Matthew McConaughey. There's absolutely no fluff on my podcast, and that's on purpose. Every episode is jam-packed with advice that's gonna push your life forward. I do my research, I get straight to the point, and I take things really seriously which is why I'm known as the podcast princess and how I became one of the top podcasters in the world in less than five years. Young and Profiting Podcast is for all ages. Don't let the name fool you. It's an advanced show. As long as you want to learn and level up, you will be forever young. So join Podcast Royalty and subscribe to Young and Profiting Podcast or Yap, like it's often called by my Yap fam on Apple, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to your podcasts.